Alabama coach. What, what, what? It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor in that exact order. What an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I put a Lindo Mari up there before I like Ricky Williams. Just before Dolphins training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages. The Batter Fins fans are back. I am your host, the Bearded Fanatic. That is my co-host, Mr. Batter Jet Fan himself. That for some reason today, he did not include it in his name. Danny, any any words of why you didn't uh, do Batter Jet Fan? I, I, I don't know. You haven't been paying close attention. I haven't put oh. that in my name in a very long time. See? I just That's, skipped over the is, fact. This is my personal Twitter. Oh, okay. So you're promoting your personal self now, not the Batter Jet Fan himself. Correct. All right. Well, outside of that, sir, how the hell are we doing today? I am pretty effing good. I am uh, awaiting Messi. So for all you South Florida uh, football and football fans, mm. the, the South Florida hype for Messi is real. So I, I'm just counting on the days for that. July and 21st, if I'm not mistaken, a little bit less than four weeks away now. Yes, sir. So excited so, about that. And then training camp. Well, yep. One question before we go to that. And, you know, I don't like touching soccer too much because I really don't care for any other sport. But... Yes, you are a season ticket holder, and you've been a season ticket holder for Inter Miami for the multiple multitude of years now. Day one, what price range has changed from what your seats were valued at before till now? What are they valued at now? Uh, I couldn't give you an exact number because they haven't put the tickets on sale officially. Okay, now I'll tell you on the resale market. Oh, I've seen that. Yes, the resale market is ridiculous. But but actual tickets from Ticketmaster, they haven't released those yet. But we'll find out tomorrow because tomorrow they finally get released. All right. One follow-up question, but I'll ask that once we bring the man himself on the show. Friend of the show. Friend, we're gonna say it, friend of the show. Cause let, let me let me tell you, I have about eight thousand followers now on Instagram. On the Bearded Fanatic channel, there's about one thousand five hundred follow uh, subscribers to our channel. You know, obviously, we're moving to the new channel, the Battered Fans official channel, to where we want to do the Dolphin Show. And a lot of this goes back that we are where we are because of people like Mr. Biggie that's about to join us. Because this guy's been a constant supporter of not just me, but any other content creator from Miami Dolphins. He doesn't matter. This guy is a power of positivity at all times. And, sir, I've only gotten to where I am for people like you, for people like Dolph Freaky, Ashley, Spirit Fingers. So... Again, I'm just going to start off. Thank you so much for being a big fan of me, our show, and being such a great friend. Manny, Daniel, good evening. Thank you for that. I mean, I don't think I've ever had such a great warm welcome. Um, but here's what I have to say about you, man. I, I just spread the word, spread the love a little bit, but you've done all the hard work. So congratulations for building it to where you have built it so far. Um I think you got a long way to go, my friend, because you're doing a great job. I love the I love the guests that you bring on. I love the content that you guys have. Even having a Jets fan, you know, on here, it's I think it's healthy to have some debate and some conversation. That? Right. Who else can claim that? That they do a Miami Dolphins <laughs> show with their childhood yeah. friend who's also a Jets fan. I don't think anybody else could bring that yeah. to the show. Yeah, no. So great job to you guys. Kudos. And thank you. Thank you again for having me on tonight. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Here's the question and the, why I waited to have Big E on this. One more question about Inner Miami. You usually, Danny, like you really don't sell your tickets. You know, you'll offer me a ticket. You know, hey, by the way, I can't make it this week. Here you go. You've given it to other friends in the past. And I have you, an Inter Miami podcast where I usually give them away. Correct. So here's my fault. Now that you know what these bad boys are going to be valued at, 
I know you're not, you're not, I know, I already know where you're going with this, but are you still going to be in that say, hey, here's two tickets to go see Inner Miami, row one, by the way, he sits row one right behind Whoa. the goalpost. You know, he makes fun of my row ones, like, why do you have to be all the way down there? But he sits row one right behind the goalpost. Are you still going to be handing those away, Danny? No, no, no. For, and some of you guys might watch the Battered Herons. That's uh, the Intermarian podcast. And we usually give away tickets to games mm-hmm. because I might not make some or make the games or we might have some some fans that kind of contact us. We don't want to go this week. Can you guys give the tickets away? So we're giving. That's not happening anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 it, it's just it's impossible. If you've seen the prices that these tickets are going for, uh, the tickets have have. That's it. No more ticket giveaways. I'm sorry, value. guys. A lot of front, front a lot row of tickets to, to, to that Is match probably going to be in the thousands. I, I, I'm oh. guessing. Oh, I'm guessing easily. The, the cheapest ticket in the stadium right now is $1,000. It's crazy. It is crazy yeah. what, what Lionel Messi has done to South Florida. But, you know, great well, job. He is, he is literally the greatest of all. Like we, we joke that, that that gets thrown around a lot, right? Goat gets thrown around. But he is literally the greatest of all time in a sport that's been around forever and obviously worldwide but dang, so for someone who has probably this much interest in soccer yeah i may end up watching some soccer yeah, once, yeah. once well, that's gonna happen the team you know yeah. it's interesting especially it's a hometown team and you want to support the hometown team so and i will and tell you accessible right and I, will, and I will tell you this danny does a great job and chris my our other high school mutual friend since we were kids, basically 15, 14 years old. They do a great job of not just giving you soccer content, but also explaining the game to you. Like they literally dropped an instructional video the other day of how the rules of soccer work. And for dummies like me, who again, only love football, like that was an informative show for me. Because they're, listen, I don't watch hockey, Ian. And I'll tell you half the time I'm watching hockey, I have no idea what the hell is going on. Just get the puck in the net, man. That's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but nonetheless, nonetheless, we have a quite a full show. And unfortunately, Dolph Freaky was not able to join us today. She is attending to a family mercy. Hopefully everything is well there. Um, I'm sure it will be. But Ian, we have a big show. And obviously not just because Big E is here, but we are doing the way too early schedule predictions. You know, it's not oh, as early as some other ones. Right. Like people were Ooh. dropping it back when it dropped in May. We're saying, you know, let's give it a little time. Let, let's mini camp get over with. They get training camp a little bit closer, and then we'll drop it. But I want to start off with something else first. Dolphins road game takeovers. Danny hates the fact that we call it the MetLife takeover, but that's Ooh. what it is. Ooh. That's what it is. It is, is it really the MetLife. How many people fit in that stadium, and how many Dolphin fans are really there? I don't know. Like, Ian, it's Ian, got it's got to be over twenty five percent for it to be called a takeover. You were there, Ian, last year. What would you say? was the number of Dolphin fans that made it out to MetLife Stadium last year. So let me just say the MetLife Takeover, which was kind of the group that Mm. we had actually Mm. three full sections Mm. of all Miami Dolphins fans, that had to be at least 1,200 to 1,500 people. That doesn't count all the individual Miami Dolphins fans that were scattered throughout that stadium. And they did mention, so so the, the Dolphins NYC group, they they do amazing work, and they said that the, last year was the highest number of tickets sold for a MetLife takeover that they had ever had. So it was it was actually pretty impressive. Um, but there's nothing like the MetLife takeover. Now this year it's going to be hard. It's gonna, no one on wants to Black travel Friday. on Thanksgiving on Black on Friday. Friday. Yeah. 
as, but they're still going to do it, you know, and, and the question becomes now too. the night before they always had a, a big event at mm. Flattery's in, uh, was it, I think it was upper, um, upper Manhattan or, mm-hmm. or and I don't know if they're going to be open because it's Thanksgiving night. So there's a lot of things that are going to be different this year for the MetLife takeover. So besides the FedEx takeover, MetLife takeover, I know that you're going week one flying to SoFi Stadium to see a Justin Herbert versus Tua Tungavailoa battle. Which one of the, besides that one, which other of these takeovers will you be attending this year? So as it stands right now, I'm not doing any other takeovers. I was looking at doing Philly. I will tell you, and it's not really going to be a takeover, but right. uh, dropped my daughter off in college in, That's right. uh, oh. in, in late August. Her, by the way, it's awesome. But the most amazing know. thing happened. And here was the conversation that I had with my wife. The preseason schedule came out. I'm looking at the preseason schedule, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm looking at the night, the night of the Jacksonville Jaguars game up in Jacksonville. And I look at when we are driving home from dropping my daughter off to college. <laughs> and wouldn't you know, we take I-95 home mm-hmm. from, from, from where she's up in Massachusetts. That same night that we were driving on 95 in Jacksonville is the night that they're having that preseason game. So I asked my wife, I'm like, hey, can we just spend a night, night in Jacksonville and get some tickets to that one? So she said, yeah. So I know preseason games aren't as sexy as regular season games, but heck, when you have the opportunity to watch the Dolphins in, a, in a, an opposing team stadium, that's pretty fantastic. Danny's given me a lot of flack over the years because of how invested I am into preseason games. Yeah, I think it's silly, but I'm a sucker <laughs> for for visiting new stadiums, though. Like, I love visiting a new baseball ballpark or a football state. Like yeah. I, and it's really silly because, I mean, for the most part, it's just seats in a field. But I just love going to a new place to watch mm-hmm. a game. So I'm with you. If it's preseason, but I get to go visit – like. If, to visit a new ballpark or football stadium, I yeah. I think that's awesome. I 100% I would do the same. So I, I, just to make sure before we move on here, MetLife Takeover for Ian will not be attending this year. Not this year. Nope. I, okay. I, I, I waited until the schedule came out. I want There were two games that I really wanted to go to. I really wanted to go to MetLife Takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, three. Um, the Patriots, because my daughter's going to be in college in Massachusetts. And then also the Philly game. Those were the three main games that I was looking to go to. And then when the schedule came out, and what is it? The Philly game, I think it's a Monday night game, if I remember right, or Sunday night. It's a Sunday it's night. A night. Sunday night. It's a Sunday night game, which would mean I'd have to miss work on Monday. So I'm like always thinking about this stuff, right? right. Of course. Um, Responsibilities. And then, and then, of course, the Patriots game happens, I believe, on a that's real a Monday weird, night. That's the Monday night. Exactly. So, again, I miss, I'd miss. i have to miss like Sunday, three days Sunday of work, whatever, whatever it was. And there was nothing going on for that weekend. Like two weekends later, I have to be back in Massachusetts because there's like a parents weekend or something like that. So I'm like, can't go to that. Um, you know, and, and, and then I saw, I just was like, I started looking at the cost of tickets to mm-hmm. travel going out to LA. It was very reasonable to go out to LA. And here's the thing. Never in my life have I been to an away game to open the season where my team is the away team. So there, there's like another, you know, another checklist item, you know, <laughs> my bucket list that I'm checking yeah. off um, that I'm going to be able to go to go visit, visit my team. And here's the thing. Last year when they had this game and it was an evening game yeah. around half the stadium was Dolphins fans. So it is. I think you're going to see more Dolphins fans in L.A. than you will at the MetLife Takeover this year. Just okay. my guess. Oh, I, I'm assuming that's 
That's also true, just because it's Thanksgiving, and not a lot of people are going to be traveling during that time frame. Yep. But, you know what's funny? I don't think Dolphin fans get enough credit for being around the country because you always hear about the Steelers, the Packers, the Niners, and the Cowboys as being like those big fans across the country. Yep. But the Dolphin fans, you have fans scattered all over this country, like mm-hmm. all over the place. And I think it's due to Dan Marino, right? Sure. Kind of like Joe Montana for the Niners and so on and so forth. But I think that there's Dolphin fans and nobody – like in New York, there are tons of Dolphins fans. Tons. Oh, yeah. So, before we move on to the schedule, one final question for you, Ian. Do I need to send her a care package full of Dolphins gear, or is she well equipped already with it in Massachusetts? She is well equipped. She already knows. She's uh, you know, she is. She's a. She's almost getting to like die hard. Like this past okay. season was, which was her senior year in high school. Yeah. She said, "Dad, I want to go to as many games as I can with you because I don't know when I'm going to be able to go once I'm in college." Right. So um, so she went to like four or five different games, a couple of preseason games also. And I was just so happy because she was there cheering on. She was like taking pictures for her friends, you know, and that's when I know, you know, she's a fan. So, yeah. And, and she even when even when um, she was away or I was at the game, she was at home watching the game. And that's another one. That's like, all right, checklist. I did something yeah. right with my daughter. She's watching <laughs> the game sure. when I'm not with yeah. her. <laughs> for sure. All right, man. So, Danny, are you ready? You ready to knock this out? I am as ready as I'll ever be. Are, are you going to be the middle moderator here in the middle like like we did sure. last night? Sure, sure. Now, boom. I will pop up this schedule right here. Ah, nice. All right, so I got the schedule up. And I think for the purposes of time, I think it's best to kind of knock out the division first. Yep. So like maybe we can go through the, the, what we think the division games are going to look like first before we move on to the rest of the schedule. So I, let me start with Ian. Ian, as far as the division goes, you know, obviously the AFC East is a lot more competitive than it's been over the last 20 years. Yep. So it's not going to be easy, but we got obviously you have the Patriots week two and week uh, eight, the Jets week 15 and 12, and then the Bills last game of the season and fourth game of the season. How do you think you guys are going to look against the division this year? So honestly, and this is not a homer prediction. This is just mm. like a realistic prediction. Mm-hmm. I think we can go four and two against the AFC East. Okay. Um, and the way I see that happening is I, I, I see us sweeping the Patriots as I think that the the Jets and the Buffalo Bills will sweep the Patriots because I just don't think the Patriots are any good. Um, and then I think I see us splitting against the Jets and splitting against the Buffalo Bills. I, you know, I... I think the Bills are in a very weird place right now. You know, when you're hearing all this stuff about Stefan Diggs not being happy and what does that do to the locker room, mm-hmm. you know, and they've changed, you know, they changed some of their coaching personnel. I, I, I don't know if possibly we've seen the best, you know, in the past. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see, you know. Josh Allen is a great quarterback, and, and it, I, I feel sick actually even saying that, mm-hmm. um, but he's, he's great. And then when you look at your team, the Jets, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's been a very, very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. We have to see what he looks like in a new system with brand new players. If he's able to keep that up, if he's able to stay healthy because he's gotten older. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Jets has a, they, they continue to have a very strong defense, but we'll see if that was like a one season wonder if they're going to be able to continue that this season. So mm-hmm. four and two in the AFC East is what I predict. All right. Well, Danny, you, you kind of know this already for me. I predicted the same exact thing. I said, I think we honestly split with the Bills. I honestly think we split with the Jets and we would sweep 
the New England Patriots. Obviously, the New England Patriots didn't do much in improving besides adding who I think is the third best tight end in the league in Mike Gesicki. But that's just <laughs> that's just my two cents. Um, yeah. But they still have Mac Jones at quarterback. And you know what? A lot of people could regress having Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinator. So let's not throw a lot of shade at, at Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is still a decent quarterback. I just think he's the worst quarterback in our division. Um, I also told you, I think Josh Allen, a lot of people, specifically the Jets, have kind of gave the rest of the league the blueprint on how to make Josh Allen look human. Because at times, he was looking like Superman out there. Yep. But the, the Jets punched him in the mouth a few times last season. And it's like, all right. I think this is the way to do it. And um, they themselves did not improve to me as much as I believe um, the New York Jets have. I mean, the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills are, I don't want to say took a step back. And, and Danny kind of gave me some shit about saying it last week. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Josh Allen is bad. What I'm saying is when I look at the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets as competition, I feel like the New York Jets improved and the Bills either stayed the same or got worse. That's just my two cents, but I do think within the division we'll finish four and two. But Danny, if you could bring this picture down, I want to have you center screen because Ian probably doesn't know this. Can you please share with Ian real quick what your prediction is for the New York Jets in the AFC East? Uh, I think that we're going to sweep the Patriots, even though I, I, everybody's saying it so much that I think the Patriots are going to shut a lot of people up. Mm -hmm. And I'm not ready to admit that until I see it because I have no reason to say it. But when it is that's kind of like the way sports it feels works, right? weird when, right when yeah, everybody yeah. counts a team out especially somebody like like bill belichick all of a sudden he ends up splitting with everybody but until then i'm gonna say we we, we you know the them. thing with bill belichick and i have to remind everybody without tom brady mm -hmm. he looks normal to subpar let's just say that i like it yeah, I mean, he, he looked pretty good with Matt Castle uh, back in 2008. He did. The only thing is just that the, the NFL has changed, and I don't know if he's been able to change with it. Got it. Go ahead. Uh, Bills. Bills. I, I used to think that we could sweep them. That's when I was really excited. But like, kind of like Manny said, last week I gave him shit for kind of, you know, saying that they're going to be worse. The more I think about it, you know what? I think the Bills are going to be the Bills. As long as Stefan Diggs keeps things together, maybe we split with them. The Dolphins, I think we sweep the Dolphins. And here's here's the reason why. Me, Whenever Manny and I have done this in the past with our shows, we've always said, for some reason, the Dolphins play better at MetLife and we perform better down here at Hard Rock. Why? I don't know. And maybe if I look at the numbers, I'm wrong, but that's kind of the perception we've always had. Mm -hmm. So usually when we say split, okay, the Dolphins will win in New York, we'll win down in Miami. Yep. So I'm predicting win in Miami. But this year when we play in New York, it's a short week in the division game on Black Friday. I think that it's going to be less Miami Dolphin fans traveling. It's going to be harder for Miami Dolphin fans to get tickets to that game. True. And again, on a short week, a division game, I think that's a big disadvantage for you guys. So for that reason, I think we might sweep the series. And that one sounds a little bit more reasonable. But the fact that when we did the New York Jets show, sir, you said six and no Aaron, within the division. Aaron Rodgers was a – he had been this with us for like a week. I'm sorry. I was riding a high. In the division, Ian. <laughs> This I was riding a high. He, he represents most of the New York Jets fan base because I think they were all saying that the Jets were going to go undefeated. So you know, yeah. I think I think they've all come a little bit more yeah, back. We, to we've Earth, all come right? down. Hey, yeah, look. Yeah. Hey, when you when you get when you have no quarterback, you guys had Dan Marino forever. We have never had yeah. a quarterback since Joe, Namath. and even then, Joe Namath is probably the most overrated quarterback of all time. So for when sure. you have an Aaron Rodgers, let us be high for like a month, okay? We've we've come back down. 
Listen, I didn't give you any shit. I was one of the Dolphin fans that was on your side, and I said, you lost a lot of games last year due to subpar quarterback play. You put yes. anybody within a semblance of an actual quarterback on that team, you guys win some of those games. So For I was sure. on your side. And and again, I don't want to talk just on the show too much, no, no. but just one real, one other thing real quick before I move on. Yeah. No Jet fan, and I don't think the Jets themselves are expecting Aaron Rodgers to throw for 300 yards a game. They want him to be a game manager that, that can give you a big play here and there. They want to win with running the ball and good defense like they did last year. They just want a quarterback that's competent enough. Who doesn't give it away. The, who doesn't yeah. give it away and can get a play when they need it because when we need it, we couldn't get it. But that's enough Jets talk for today. Good point. Okay. Let's do it. All right. All right, Ian. So let's, let's start off very easily, man. Week one, you're going to be there. You saw, and as we all saw on national TV last year, it was the first game after seeing Tua on a high where he came back to back to earth. Let's say that. He came back down to earth. Here's my take on it. I think that at that point of the season, yes, we could say Tua took a step back that game. That's fine. But I don't think Mike McDaniel also set him up for a lot of success that game either. Um, there was the ineffectiveness of running the ball. There was continued forcing the pass, forcing uh, the ball down the field with pass. There was no play action. There was no other setup for him. Like Mike McDaniel, and to me in that game, was just very stubborn. He's like, I'm going to do it this way. We've won up to now on Tua's back. Let's keep doing it. I think that when that game happened, and that's kind of what I saw, Ian, I don't think that's going to happen this year. I've been preaching up until now, Ian, and you may or may not agree with me, that the biggest addition to the Miami Dolphins this offseason has been Vic Fangio. Not just from a defensive coordinator, not the fact that he's never had a defense worse than fifth in the league. The fact that he's been a coach, the fact that he's been in the NFL so long, he's going to be able to whisper into Mike McDaniel's ear a little bit more and give him his advice and point him in the right direction of, hey, I think we should run the ball here. Hey, I don't, you know, I think he's going to be a big help to Mike McDaniel, again, who was a rookie coach last year, coming into his own second season and having somebody like Vic Fangio on the side to help him out. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you too, when you think back to 2022, you know, Houston Texans was the game where we were up. We were up by like three touchdowns at halftime. I remember. You know, and then and then they decided to bring Tua back in. And I think Teron had gone out of the game at halftime. He was yes. injured for some reason. Um, and remember, Tua got sacked mm -hmm. like three or four times. I honestly, I, I looked back at that game and this is – this is a theory. No one said anything, you know, and it's pure speculation, but I was looking at some of those hits and there was one that was a pretty solid hit to the head. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't surprised that when he came back in San Francisco, that accuracy that we are always mm -hmm. used to with, with Tua, it was, he was completely off. Do you remember that game? He was so far off. Yes, he was. And finally outside of, the, outside of the Trent Shurfield pass to start the game off. Correct. Outside of yeah. that one pass. He did not look like Tua Tonga Viola. No, no. And and then, you know, then the following week was that Chargers game. And, yeah. you know, it took that that crazy fumble bounce that Tyreek got right. and pulled it around for a touchdown. And even with that, we still were able to keep that game close, yeah. you know, going into the end of the game. You know, so I think we can go into L.A. Mm -hmm. And, we you know, we've got Vic Fangio, who you're talking about. Um, you know, we, we've got – as it is right now, we have a healthy defense, which yep. last year we were Wasn't annihilated. Correct. It was it was bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we have, you know, we have this offense that it's gonna be their second year, second season being together. 
And I see Tua just continuing to get better. That's my honest opinion. So I think we go walk into LA, half of that stadium filled with Miami Dolphins fans. And I think we walk out with victory to, to open up the season. So, Danny, you already know four and two in the division for us. I also consider us a win to go into L.A., get a kind of revenge win. I don't think by any means it's going to be a blowout. I still think that Justin Herbert's very talented. You know how I feel about Justin Herbert. I think yep. that I think that Chargers offense is very talented. And that defense is nothing to sleep on. Are they going to put up big numbers? No, but I think they're, they're not also a pushover. But I also think we go into L.A. and get a dub. Uh, okay. The, the thing is, week one... You have to remember, they also have a new offensive coordinator, Cullen Moore, just mm-hmm. like you guys have Vic Bangio. So both of you guys are kind of experimenting with things that first game. I think this is almost like a toss-up because I feel like you guys are very uh, – you guys are almost equal as far as rosters go. Justin Herbert, Tua, if he's healthy. Now, be- whenever I have a toss-up, I usually lean towards the home team. And because it's a game in San Diego – not San Diego – in oh. L.A. Yeah, I always make that mistake. I- I'm going to lean towards the Chargers winning week one uh, against the Dolphins. Okay. So, all right. I will so, be wrong, but that's okay. You can be wrong during this well, show. I, it's okay. I 100% look, you're going to hate me the first eight weeks because I think you guys have a tough start out of the schedule. We do. It gets a lot, but, but I think the second half is when you guys pick it up. Which, all right. So, we, week two, yeah. Patriots, we both all agree you guys are taking we, that game. So, yeah. you guys have them at 2 and 0 at that point, and I have them at 1 and 1. Yep. And then you have game three, the first home game of the year against Denver. Sean Payton is kind of making a. I think that he'll have Russell Wilson looking a little better. What are you thinking, Ian? I I, I don't know if you can make Russell Wilson look that much better because mm. he just looked so bad mm. last he season. He did. Mm-hmm. So bad. And he kind of continued what he looked like when he left Seattle because that's why they traded him. He looked really bad in Seattle. So I don't know if you can change that. I really don't. And, you know, the South Florida sun, you know, mm. it's going to be 1 o'clock. Yeah, we are undefeated. I I wish that was the Buffalo week, week three Mm -hmm. at home at Hard Rock Stadium, but it's not. I feel like we're going to get the victory. And again, I'm there's a little bit of homer in me on this pick, but I do feel it's our home opener. It's week three at at, at, for me at that point, we'd be two and oh going into that game. I think we're going to leave leave that game going three. No. All right. Um, For me, I'm kind of feeling the same way, Danny. Even if we were mm-hmm. to say lose to the Chargers, beat the Patriots, then come back home, whether we're zero and two, whether we're one and one, or whether we're two and zero, our home games are obnoxiously loud. Like we get behind our squad at those home openers, no matter if it's one hundred and fifty nine degrees outside. We all may be dead by halftime, but we are cheering the hell out of our teams when when they're in town. Um, I I kind of agree with Ian. I don't think you can make Russell Wilson look that much better. But Ian, his four was so low last season. I think Sean Payton could technically improve it because of how low the bar has been set already. But the biggest thing for me is that Broncos defense. That Broncos defense has been elite over the last few seasons. Um, I think that I don't relax, guys. I'm not picking a loss. I think this is the week where a really good defense slows us down a little bit. I don't think that the Chargers and Patriots are going to be able to give up that much to be able to stop Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and the type of new wrinkles. Um, and I forgot this rookie's name. I'm sorry, but somebody posted a, a, a top 10 um, who are the fastest players in the league today. And I remembered that my, four or five of the Miami Dolphins were on that top 10 list. So it's like, yep, that speed's going to kill week one and week two. I think by week three, Sean Payton's going to have a few things. 
in line for us and slows down a little bit, but I do see us winning a close game in our home opener week three. So for me and Ian, Danny, we have a starting three and oh. And Devon Achen is the, the rookie I believe yes. you're talking about. Devon, yes. yeah, yes. I, I, I just can't yeah. wait to see that kid on the on the field. Yep. I can't wait to see yep. that. And just, just for uh, the record, since you brought it up, Tyreek Hill, number one, Devon Achen, number two, Jalen Waddle, number six, and Raheem Mostert, number eight. So for the top eight, all Dolphins players. Track Jesus team. Christ. Track team. Yeah. Track team. We it just got to get them the ball. Got to get them the ball in open field, and then they're gonna they're just going to run the lights out of everybody. Yep. That's it. Um, I, I also have you guys winning this game. I do think Sean Payton's going to have Russell Wilson playing a little better. I do think that you, the defense is going to be what it is for the Broncos as always. But like I said, I need the Dolphins to prove to me that the Dolph- that they can play good defense or on the road. But at home, that defense is as good as it gets. It was, I think, number two in the league just as far as, far as stats go at home. They were number two mm-hmm. in the league last year. So I think that you guys will take that one. All right. Week four, the Bills. Now, we all said that the Dolphins and the Bills will split, but are they splitting game week game four or game 17? Ian, is this a win or a loss in Buffalo? I'm going to flip the script. I was thinking about this one. Mm. I think we're going to win in Buffalo. I think we're riding a high. Okay. We're, we're going 3-0. Um, okay. And I think this is the one that the Miami Dolphins win. I think the, you know, the Bills – the Bills, when they start out the season, can mean up and down. Last year, if I remember correctly, they played against the the Rams to open up the season. I think they were the first game of the NFL, and they killed the Rams. But the season before, I think they had a little bit of a slow start, and there were some questions. So um, I think with some of the turmoil that you're seeing with the inside, you know, that you're we're hearing a little bit about, which is probably more amplified behind closed doors with sure. Buffalo, um, I think they may have a little bit of a sluggish start, and uh, I think we'll go into Buffalo and, you know, in order for us to to really do anything in the AFC East and to quiet some of those Bills fans, we're going to have to win up in Buffalo. So I'm going to say win and not, I'm crazy, but that means it, that, that means I'm picking a loss for week 18. Right. Manny, what are you thinking? I, I'm I'm going opposite. I think that this is where we get our first L of the season. I think that Buffalo played – Mind you, and I'm saying this with the fact, Ian, last year, late in the season, when we went into Buffalo, we almost beat them. Raheem Mostert was averaging like 5.5 yards a carry. Jeff Wilson was doing his thing. It's like even Miles Gaskin came into the game and busted a 30-yard run against them. If we would have kept running the ball, we would have beat them. I'm also saying this with the fact that Skyler Thompson, a seventh-round rookie, went into Buffalo and almost beat them in a playoff game. Almost Defense had their best game of the entire season, too, by the way. So I'm saying all this, but I'm also setting it up with the fact that I think so early in the season and us riding a high, Danny, again, division opponents are what they are. Somehow, some way, they always either bring you right down to earth or prove to you what you really are. I think that we get brought down to earth week four and we take an L from Josh Allen and family when we go up to Buffalo. Uh, I'm with you, Manny. I have them losing this game in Buffalo. I, I I don't know. I have to look back to see. But you guys haven't won in Buffalo in a very long time. Mm-hmm. I, I figure how many years it's been. I have to go back and check. But feels like because since of the Dan Marino that, days. But I know it, <laughs> it probably hasn't been that long. But yeah. So as of right now, four games in, about a quarter of the season through. Uh, Ian has the team at four and zero. Oh, Manny has them at three and one, and I have them at two and two. So going into week five, home game, Giants. You know, it's going to be a lot of Giants fans at the stadium. Ian, how are you feeling about week five going into that four and oh? 
Who's a who's a Giants running back right now? Saquon Barkley, supposedly. Saquads, Saquads Barkley, Saquads Barkley. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you know, they they were a lightning in a bottle last season. I guess you mm-hmm. could say. Yep. You know, they got they got Brian Dable as as the head coach, and all of a sudden things started clicking for them. But you got to ask the question: Is that the exception last season, or is that going to be kind of the way? You, we expect to see the giants going forward. Um, I don't know if I've seen enough to be able to say that, you know, that's who we're going to see with the New York giants. Although there will be plenty of fans. I I mean, that's one of the most expensive games right now. Mm -hmm. uh, If you're trying to, if you're looking at the aftermarkets for, for dolphins tickets, but I still think, and I have a method to my madness, but I do feel that that's going to be a win for the Miami dolphins. So you're looking at me and you're like, are the Dolphins going to go undefeated? No, they're not going to go undefeated. <laughs> um, but I do feel at home. I think. I think again, we're we're riding some positivity, and Mike McDaniel sitting there, you know, after after the games and getting uh, getting splashes of all the drinks and celebratory speeches, and you know, talking about how how great this feels for the guys, and um, and I think we start. I think there's a good possibility, believe it or not. And I think people think I'm going to cra- people are going to think I'm crazy, but mm-hmm. I think we we could do it. And I'm going to go with the Dolphins for that one. Uh, Manny, three and one going into this game. You know how how I feel about Saquon Barkley. I think he's one of the best running backs in the league. I think that yeah. he should have been paid over Daniel Jones. Now, I get it. Running backs don't get paid over quarterbacks. I get it. But when you're talking about who carried that team to most of those wins, it was Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. <laughs> I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm proud of that you were able to steal that money from from Saquon Barkley. But Lord knows you did not deserve the contract you got. Um, They have no receivers besides Saquon Barkley. They have no running backs besides Saquon Barkley. They have no tight ends besides Saquon Barkley. They have no offensive line besides Saquon Barkley. Danny, I, I, I should go no further. Win right here against the New York Giants. Listen, don't make don't make this trip because you're going to just see your team get annihilated. Is Mike Glennon still their backup? I don't know. Um, but, but, but long neck could probably make an appearance this game as well. Um, Danny, yeah, it's a dub for me, man. Four, I, four, I'm, one. four and one. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Jalen Phillips wins defensive player of the week this week. He returns a fumble for a touchdown. Mm. gets a couple sacks. Mm. Daniel Jones fumbles the ball more than any other quarterback I've ever seen. He will, he will lose one or two fumbles this game. Jaden Phillips is going to run one back, defensive player of the week. And we'll, we'll have to clip this so we can bring it back so I can say that I was right I got you. in I got October. You. So that is my prediction for that game. And at that point, I have you guys at 3-2, Manny 4-1, and one, and Ian 5-0. and oh. Ian, just so you know, since the year 2000, when the Dolphins start 3-0 and oh in a season, they've never eclipsed 10 wins. So I don't know. Uh, that's, I don't and know and it's sad. It is sad because there's a 78% chance of making the playoffs when you start three. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not sure how they they, they managed to to kind of let the wheels fall off. But all right. uh, So week six, Carolina, again, another home game against the Carolina rookie QB. Ian, how are you feeling? So here's the deal. Mm. The Dolphins have those games where you wonder where the heck were they, mm. right? And uh, and you're like, all right, this was the game. We'll probably be picked by like double digits to win that one. Yep. And I think this is going to be one of those letdown games. 
That trap where, game, looking the, forward to the exactly, Eagles. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, because the Eagles is the following weekend. Yep. You know that's going to be, especially if the Dolphins are 5-0 and at that point, heading into 100%. the Carolina game. That's a great um, point. I, 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 I picked the Dolphins to lose against the Carolina Panthers, as crazy as it might sound. I, I, I wanted to go and agree with Ian, but the same thing you just told me, Danny, about how you think that Jalen Phillips is going to eat, I think the whole Miami Dolphins is going to eat this <laughs> eat this week. A Vic Vangio-led defense against a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Even if our offense doesn't show up, and it is a trap game, like you said, Ian, receivers are dropping balls, tight ends aren't blocking correctly. Danny, even if it's a low-scoring game, I see no way that this defense lets uh, Bryce Young, that that's who their quarterback is, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I don't see an avenue where we lose to a rookie quarterback at home, riding a high of either four and one or five and zero. Oh. Um, I think that Vic Fangio led defense this year by week six, Danny. I think that they're hitting their stride. Like even if they struggle coming out the gate, learning the new system, learning where they're supposed to be on the field. I think by week six, I think you've kind of learned the the ins and outs of this defense, and no, the rookie quarterback isn't going to kind of come in here and beat the Miami Dolphins. I I agree with you. Also, I have them winning this game, uh, although I can't see trap games. And obviously, one of these games that we're all convinced they're going to win, kind of like a Patriots game or a random sure. game, you know, every year you just end up randomly losing those games and a game that you think like you have no chance of winning, like an Eagles game, you'll win. But I'm going to ride the wave like you guys said, and I say you guys are 4-2 and two by week six. Okay. Now. The first big, big challenge of the year. I think this is the hardest stretch right here of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would be week seven, Philadelphia. It's probably the toughest opponent you have all year. You're playing in Philadelphia, and I want to say that is a Sunday or Monday night game. That's a, a Sunday Monday night? night game. It's a Sunday, Sunday night, night game. game. Okay, yep. that's a Sunday night game. Ian, Sunday night, Philadelphia, prime time. Jalen Hurts, probably the best defense in the league. AFC, what do you think? AFC, AFC champions, basically. NFC, in. NFC. Oh, NFC, NFC, champions. NFC champions. Sorry, NFC champions. I, I, I see this one as a loss. I think going into Philadelphia is a very, very hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some uh, extremely passionate fans, hmm. extremely mean that, that's fans a, too. That's a nice way to put douchebags, <laughs> but okay. I know some. I know some Eagles fans that are just amazing humans, but you yes. know, unfortunately, the bad ones kind of overshadow all the good yes. ones. So. Um, but I, I, I feel like that one and I hate it because it's a nationally televised game. Mm-hmm. Right. And no one wants to see that, you know, and especially again, at that point, the Dolphins would be five and one going into Philadelphia prime time. Great, you know, great game to, to look forward to. But I, sure. I think the Dolphins lose that one. Manny, you and your wife house divided. How are we looking? <sighs> I see this game, and I'm like, Dolphins in their throwbacks, Eagles in their throwbacks, Sunday night football, just exciting, exciting game, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm with Ian, man. Jalen Phillips, A.J. Brown. Who, who, Who's that other wide receiver from Alabama they got over there, Danny? He, that guy's pretty good. That guy's pretty Devon, good. Devontae Smith? Smith? Devon, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. That's know? right. That's right. right. They got some talent on that offense, and they also have some talent on that defense. Now, I'm not trying to undersell what we have, guys. I'm not. But they are a powerhouse team. And you know yep. what? We're going we're gonna to take some punches from powerhouse team, but we're also going to give because we are a powerhouse as well. But they're established powerhouse. Like, they mm-hmm. were just at the dance. 
what I'm saying at this point, we've been picking on some, I want to say some mediocre talent, Ian, to start the season off at 5-1 and one for me. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, 5-1 and one for me, 5-1 and one for you right before this game. Now you give them their second loss. I'm also giving them their second loss here, Danny. I say that we go into Philly and we lose that game, and we're sitting at 5-2 and two by week seven. I, I agree with you guys. I think that Philadelphia will win. Mainly, if it was at, in Hard Rock, I would give you guys more of a chance. But in Philadelphia, prime time, I think Philly takes this game. And the next game would be against the Patriots at home. We all said that the, the Dolphins are going to win that game. So eight weeks in, we have Manny at 6-2, and two, Ian 6-2, and two, and I am at 5-3. and three. So we have that Week 9 game in Germany, which I mm. think is the best-case scenario for you guys that for it ends sure. up being in Germany instead of at Arrowhead. Uh, so go ahead, Ian. I'll let you start off. First oh, and of all, by the way, did you guys see? Oh, okay. You, I think you're about to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, just go ahead. talk about it, man. You know, yes, they were sold out in 15 minutes. In order yes. to, and so I got the presale code, and in order for me to That's do the I. presale, yep. I would have had to have been on the like waiting queue by six o'clock a.m. That's when they. That's when they went on sale. That's when you had to be in the queue. But I guess 1.5 million people. Yeah, we're in the waiting queue for like that is insanity. That is telling you how exciting this game is going to be. It's again, it's going to be a nationally televised game because it is 930. It's the only game in town. So the only game people are going to be watching. Uh, And, you know, I think as we've already talked about, the fact that the Chiefs are not playing in Kansas City kind of levels the playing field for both teams. 100 percent. You know, both teams have to travel to Germany. Both teams have to deal with time change and you know and and venue change and also the fans are going to be very mixed because i know what we've seen in the uk is that you've got fans from all 32 teams that are sitting in those stands so it's not just going to be chiefs fans even though it's a chiefs home game and it's not just going to be dolphins fans either but they're going to be there to watch a good football game for sure i think the dolphins are going to take this win um you know and the reason why i say that is in order to be the best you have to beat the best mm-hmm. and the last time the miami dolphins played the kansas city chiefs it was two versus mahomes we had a very slow start i think we were down by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter that was the one game too where Xavier howard had the one-handed interception uh in front took, of tyreek hill right took me, took me back to the brent grimes days when he did it in against the lions when That's i right. saw him do megatron that. right he did it yeah. in front of megatron yep. um and that was also the game where i think it was baker who had a 20 yard sack on yep. patrick mahomes yes he did he tried to get away from him. did not work so so i think we played them somewhat close especially with the type of team that they are offensively yeah and i think we can go we can go to germany and we can uh we can win that game riding off the coattails of our win from the prior week against the Patriots. Manny, what are you thinking? I'm thinking the same thing. I'm writing with Ian, man. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is the most amazing quarterback I've seen since Dan Marino. I just mean quarterback, passing-wise. Like You know that for me, the GOAT is Tom Brady. But when it comes to those passing quarterbacks, I feel Dan Marino's number one by far. But the way Patrick Mahomes could throw the ball from any single angle and hit anyone on the field. But my question is, Danny, who, what receivers is he throwing to? They still haven't given him a true number one since God but, knows but how it, long. I it know. hasn't made a difference for him. Correct. Though. Correct. He had uh, Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster last year, but even he wasn't doing much in Kansas City. And they look, look, they won the Super Bowl. 
And Darius Tony that they got from the Giants, he's gonna have a big season for you fantasy owners next year. There you go. You heard maybe. it. I, I, maybe. But Danny, for me, I think our defense will be able to slow that Patrick Mahomes led offense a little bit. I think our offense is a little bit too much for their defense. Um, and I think we do go into Germany and win this game. Like you said, it's a recipe for success. The fact that we both have to travel, it's not an arrowhead where you have 60,000 chief fans just deafening the field. And, and I think that because of those and because of our defense, we're going to go into Germany and win that game and come back with a come, come back into the bye week with a dub. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm surprised that all three of us are going Dolphins over Chiefs. I think some people might watch this and think it's blasphemy. But I also have the Dolphins beating the Chiefs for a few reasons. One, I think Tyreek Hill will be up for this game, and I think he'll get his teammates up for this game. I think he's probably disappointed that it's not an arrowhead, honestly. Uh, I think that Patrick Mahomes, although the Dolphins are obviously a a big national get, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to get the most attention out there in Germany. It's a lot of media and a lot of stuff. They're going to be preoccupied a lot. And the fact that if you look at the Chiefs beginning of the schedule before this game, their most difficult game is against the Jets on primetime. Other than that, they have uh, the the Broncos. Yeah, They're probably going to have a very good record by the time they get to this game. I'm not going to say that they're going to overlook the Dolphins, but they won't be desperate. I think that this is perfect for the Dolphins to take this game because the Chiefs, after this game, the very next game is against the Eagles. I think it, I think this is – it kind of worked out really well for you guys. So oh, I'm with you. I think that you guys steal one. And going into the bye, I have them at 6-3, and three, and you and Ian both have them at 7-2 and two going into the bye, which That's I think hard. you would take that. You would take that. Yeah, right. absolutely. All right. So you have your bye week coming off of Germany, and then you are at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. What are we thinking there, Ian? You know, I look at the Las Vegas Raiders and I see they've got Jimmy Garoppolo starting at quarterback. Do they though? Has he passed I, that, the that's going to be a question. <laughs> that's going to be a question that far into the season, you know. And, and as many people say, you know, they talk about Tua and his ability to stay yeah. healthy for an entire season. I think the same thing can be said about Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but you know, they do still have Josh Jacobs. He's a he's a I think he's a solid running back. He's always been a solid running back. The thing where I think they have actually gotten worse, though, is at the tight end. Um, Right now, their top tight end is Austin Hooper. Mm. And they traded... Darren Waller. Yeah, Waller. And he was always a top-tier tight end. So, you know, there's someone in that position that could have really made a difference. Plus, um, who do they have a new head coach? This no, it's the second year head coach. Josh uh, McDaniels is still there. Of Josh Mc, I don't like him as a head coach at all. Nope. I don't <laughs> think he. Nah. I don't think he's a good head coach. I'm sorry, Oakland Raiders fans. Uh, I'm not Oakland Raiders. L.A. Raiders. See, and I make that mistake. Las too. Vegas. Las, Las Vegas. Oh my God, I'm so far <laughs> off. <Jeez. laughs> it's past my bedtime, gentlemen. But no, I'm kidding. Um, I just don't think he's a good head coach. I think the Dolphins are going to win this one in Miami. Um, you know, again, it's going to be at one o'clock. Even though it's mid-November, and the Raiders are going to have to be wearing all black because you know that the Dolphins are going to be wearing all white, yep. um, and they're just going to melt off the field. I, I think the Dolphins take the victory on this one. I don't want to spend too much time on it. He kind of hit all the points I'm talking about. No tight ends, no wide receivers to speak of. They still have a beast in the uh, in the backfield. In um, oh Jesus Christ, what? I, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Yep. That that guy's a man child. That guy is basically Saquon Barkley 2.0, just not as great as Saquon Barkley yet. But, Danny, when you only have one weapon on your offense, I'm really not afraid of you. And the fact that he said Jimmy Garoppolo and who's their backup, who knows? 
I, I don't think the I don't think the Raiders are going to be very good this year. I think they're going to be competing for a top three pick in the next year's draft. And we're going to take this win right here as well. Clean sweep. I also have you guys beating the Raiders. And that takes us into Black Friday. First ever Black Friday in NFL history. Only game in town. And uh, it's at MetLife Met for off? the MetLife Takeover. You off? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, all, you he guys said, said it that, was a sweep. So we yeah, already and, know. And you, and you guys said that it would be a split. So yeah. I said it was a sweep. So I obviously have this as a loss yeah. for the reasons that I indicated why I think that you guys short week sure. divisional matchup. So my question is, you guys said that you guys would split with the Jets. Is this the loss? I think it's the loss. I, I think yeah. so, too. Yeah, I okay. think it is. Yeah. Again, like it said, stinks because it's another prime time. It's the only game in town, and people Short are going to watch the Dolphins lose again. You know, yeah. that's, but that's that's the way it works. Can't win them all. No, definitely not. And that would give you a mini bye week, right? I mean, it's a Friday game, but still right. technically a mini bye week heading into Washington to play against the Commanders. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that I know too much about the Commanders' uh, roster, but my understanding is that they're not predicted to be very good this upcoming nope. season. So, Ian, how do you feel about the Commanders Week 13? I have to look at their roster because you're you're right. Um, their quarterback is Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Um, backup is Jacoby Brissett, who we're very familiar with. Yes, we are. Uh, running back, they've got Brian Robinson, Robinson, Antonio Gibson, which for fantasy football owners, you're you'd be familiar with those guys. Terry McLaurin is their top wide receiver. Curtis Samuel also. He's a baller, yeah. yeah. It, they're, they're decent. Um, and also, you know, you can't forget about number 99 on the defense, Chase Young. Chase Young. Yeah. Um, but still, I just – I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's and enough for Washington to beat the Dolphins. I, I think this is a Dolphins win. Like you said, I don't think the Washington is predicted to be very good this season. No, Danny, and it's weird because I feel very well-versed on NFL teams, but for some reason I think about the commanders, and I have no idea what's going on with that team. Outside of Ron Rivera, nobody else jumps jumps uh, jumps up at me from that team. Obviously, besides Chase Young, like you said, big number ninety nine. Um, I'm I'm with Ian, man. I I I hate saying it like this, but I don't see a way that we could lose this game, even if if it's on the road. Six days before my birthday at the FedEx takeover, um, Danny, they're gonna give me an early birthday present here and take the dub in Washington. Uh, okay, well, I, I'm with you guys. I also, because I don't know their roster, I'm just going to assume that they don't have enough to keep up with the Dolphins that are pretty stout across their their uh, their roster. So I'm also going to give you guys a win. So let's just break that down before the last stretch of the season. 12 games in, 9-3 and three for Ian and Manny, and I have you guys at 8-4. and four, So right there, just one game difference. Yep. Now, here is the home stretch. To end the season, you have Another four time, home maybe. games. You have four home games out of the last five, which is what you would want. That's pretty sweet. Um, And then you start that off with Tennessee. Now, Tennessee isn't looking like the old Tennessee from like two years ago. We don't know if Derrick Henry's still even going to be there when the season starts. Ryan Tannehill is still slated as the starter, supposedly. But we don't know if that's going to happen. Will Levis was drafted. Um, How are you feeling, Ian, about week 14? I think it's a a win for for the Dolphins um, at home. Um, I think it's I think it's the first is it the first time Ryan Tannehill's coming back to Hard Rock Stadium? It is. Um so we faced him in Tennessee last time, which you should remember it was it was New Year's Day, right? If I and, remember correctly. And, and it was a very bad game for our boy at quarterback. And um, that. you know. But it's our first time to have Ryan Tannehill in Miami as the opposing quarterback. And uh I just again I, I see us powering through. I, I don't see Tennessee 
I see that. I think that they are on the decline right now, even though I love their head coach. I think their head coach is a great head coach, Um, but I see them on the decline. So I'm going to call that a a win for the Dolphins. Danny, you know how I feel about Ryan Tannehill. You know, I do. You love him. I do. I love Ryan Tannehill. I think Ian, and, and I'll premise this with this, just so you understand why I love Ryan Tannehill so much. I didn't want Ryan Tannehill, especially the fact that he was a quarterback for, I think 16 games in college. I think that was his total. I'm like, at number nine, taking Ryan Tannehill, probably not the smartest move in the world. But listen, that kid's toughness and tenacity through multiple offensive coordinators with almost no talent around them until he got Jarvis Landry. That's this, right. This kid played off his ass as a Miami Dolphin. I don't care what other people have to say about, about that. Listen, he didn't have an O-line. He had no running backs. He had no tight ends. And he still did everything he could with what he had around him. Come on, guys. He had Brian Hartline, Anthony Fasano. Like, let's give the guy some some slack. But, like you said, he doesn't have much left in Tennessee besides Derrick Henry. He's coming back home, but he's coming back home for a loss. Sorry, Danny. For me, I, it's it's a dub. It's another dub right here. I agree. At the energy at the stadium, prime time at home. And like I said, I, I love your defense at home. And I don't know if you guys are going to be able to, to kind of produce that on the road. If you guys are, you guys are going to be the best team in the AFC East. If you guys, if your defense keeps out on the road, like it plays at home. So yep. I think that you guys are going to demolish Tennessee on prime time. I like that it. takes us to the following Sunday against the New York Jets. That's a home game. Obviously, gangrene is usually well represented at Hard Rock. I'll probably be there. And like I said, usually when we talk about splits, I usually choose the Jets to win in Hard Rock. Manny usually says, okay, maybe I usually choose them to the Dolphins to win in MetLife for the MetLife takeover. I have the sweep, like you know. So yep. as of right now, I have you guys at nine and five after the Jets game. Ian, what are you thinking? Well, you guys already told me basically Correct. what you're thinking. Yep. Yeah, we said we were I, I said this one was going to be a win because uh, yep. I thought that the Dolphins were going to lose in New York. Right. Funny thing about Jets fans, I have a really good friend of mine who's a Jets fan as well, mm-hmm. and he was going to be bringing his boys last season to that New York Jets versus Dolphins game at Hard Rock Stadium. But as soon as the Jets Got lost eliminated. their ability, they were eliminated to go to the playoffs. I actually said, you coming to my tailgate? He's like, oh, we're not coming anymore. I'm like, are you kidding? An opportunity to support your team and yeah. you're not coming anymore? So, um, I, so got well, well, I got a similar well, to, story. I got a similar story as well. To, to be fair... You do remember that Joe Flacco ended up being the quarterback at that point. That that was one of the f- worst games I watched the entire season. However, yeah. probably yes. the most invigorating at the end when they when we're sitting there watching the the Bills versus the Patriots and oh, the Dolphins right. the made it to the playoffs. You weren't there, Danny, yeah. but on the big screen they started playing the end of the game of that Bills game to see if we made it in or not, and that was probably the most exciting part of the whole sixty that game minutes. Was horrible, we were there. Yeah, horrible, it was, it, it, it was horrible display of football. So at that, at that point, as a Jets fan, when you have nothing to play for and you're going to watch a horrible product, you're like, yeah. you know what? No, thank you. Yeah, so I pick a win here as well, Danny. I think this is where we win. We win at home on the on the final, like you said, the home stretch here of, of yep. final five to six games at home. So 14 games into the season, you both are at, a, well, you guys are exactly the same, 11 and three, and I have you guys at nine and five. Now, the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. Yep. By the way, Christmas Eve 2016, the last time you guys won a game in Buffalo. I looked it up earlier. Really? So, yeah. Okay. So, last time you guys so Christmas Eve. So, Christmas Eve at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Again, the week before, the Jets fans, well represented, 
following week, Cowboy fans, I'm sure, will be well represented at Hard Rock. And Ian, how are you feeling about Christmas Eve? I mean, it's it feels like it's almost replicated of last year when you had Christmas Day with the Packers here. Now you got the Cowboys. Better result than last year's game? So, first of all, the Cowboys versus the Dolphins game is the most expensive game right now on the resale markets. I've been kind of keeping an eye just because when people come to me, they're like, where's the best way to go get tickets? And I'll look and I'll be like, all right, well, the cheapest ticket to the the Dallas, you know, high as you can go, upper level corners, I think it's like 160 bucks. Still, it's not too bad considering what you're going to have to pay to get into, you know, to, to Germany. But still, that is the most in-demand game. With that, and what that tells me is there's going to be a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans. Mm-hmm. They've already yeah. they've already paid for their tickets, and they've already you know they're already coming. But um, you know, it's December. Unfortunately, uh, as Miami Dolphins fans, you know that December is never really kind to you. Um, and I unfortunately, I think this one's going to be a loss for the Dolphins. I uh, I think you know. We've got if if I'm thinking right, we just went on a three game winning streak, you know, with Washington, with Tennessee, with the Jets all the being Jets. wins. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think it's you know Dallas is going to be a good team this year. I think we'll see. I don't know their running back. I guess is going to be Tony Pollard as their their number one running back this which season, is pretty, which is pretty decent, right? And and he's great. Yeah. No. And you know if you had him in fantasy last year, you you were happy about that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they're going to be good. And and I love by the way Diggs on their defense. Um, I know I was watching Hard Knocks with him the season before last, and I just love the kid, and he just seems so athletic and so good. Yep. Um, and he's always around making plays, not to mention – Michael Parsons. Uh, yeah, Mike Parsons, too. You know, top linebacker in the league, I think, um, hands yep. down in my opinion. So that's a loss for the Dolphins. Manny, how you feeling? I want to pick the Miami Dolphins. I do. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you go back in history, Danny – we haven't mm-hmm. beat the Cowboys in quite some time. It has been quite some time since we beat the since we beat the Dallas Cowboys. I think that I'm going to pick them to win this game. And the reason for that is I I think it's about time. I think that history doesn't really play a part into if you're going to beat a team or not, but I think that at this point in the season, everything is gelling for the Miami Dolphins on offense, on defense, special teams, coaches know what to call Defense knows what to call. They know how to – they're doing everything they're supposed to be doing and doing it right. And I think on Christmas Eve, they're going to give all Dolphin fans a very good Christmas gift, and it's going to be a Miami Dolphins victory. Uh, just to give you some context, the last time you guys beat the Cowboys was November 27th, 2003. 20 years, huh? We only play them, what, once every six years or once every, every four years. years? Every yeah, four years. Is it every four yeah. years? Yeah. Yes. All right, so, so it's been you, a while. You, you, yeah, yeah, and you, you beat them in 2003, and before that, 1993. Yep. So, so we're due, all right. is what you're saying. And by uh, the way, for yeah, those, I, would just, I guess you could say that. <laughs> by the way, for those who don't remember, I am old enough to remember that game. Danny, Chris Chambers, Ricky Williams, and Jay Feeler had a field day against the Dallas Cowboys, um, and they went off on them boys. And again, yeah, you, you guys beat them 40 to 21. Yeah, we went off. Ricky, Chris, and Jay had a game. My boy Yusuf, which is a huge Cowboys fan, remembers that day because he was depressed all, all of November. But again, he's had bragging rights for the last 20 years. So I think that the bragging rights end this year. 
And and is there any chance we can get Leon Lett to come in on the sidelines? Is, is there any way we can invite him to that game? Maybe put him at the at the end zone, right, sitting right right there by the by yeah. you know by the Dallas bench, right? So, like, right. so you can remind them. You know? Somebody, somebody, right? We need all the help we could get. All right. Well, I, I I'm with Ian. I also think the Cowboys win this game. Sure. Uh, so at that point, we have Manny, you're 12 and three. Ian, 11 and four, and I am nine and six. All right. Now we are heading for your last road game against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. So the only cold game that you probably experienced it's true all season. So how are we feeling about the Baltimore Ravens for the last all road game for you guys? Ian. I, I actually feel pretty good about it. Um, you know, I think, I think there's some questions about Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, it's been interesting because I had a, a Ravens fan send me a message not too long ago. I guess there was that trend about what was that moment that you was a bad moment or something like that, or that it, it gave you the false sense of what you were to expect. And, mm -hmm. and he said it was that Ravens versus Dolphins game from like three or four years ago where they beat us by like 30 points. And, uh, and Lamar just threw like crazy and he hasn't necessarily been able to replicate that since that game. So um, plus I don't, you know, from a weapons perspective on the outside, I don't see them having a whole heck of a lot. So I, I yeah, actually Odell Beckham now. <laughs> Who? Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, Odell Beckham, I think you could probably put, you know, our third stringer on Odell and, and, and I think they'll do fine. And, you know, unfortunately, mm -hmm. and, uh, the fact is that Odell Beckham, I think is on the opposite end of his career. Yeah. When he was healthy, when he was young, best wide receiver in the NFL, or one of mm -hmm. the best receivers in the NFL. Um, but now I, I just I don't think he can last 17 or 18 games in an NFL season. And I'm not saying that because I want to see the guy get hurt. I'm just saying it's it gets harder the older you get, right? Uh, so I think that might be hard for him. So I consider that a Dolphins win. And Mark Andrews is their go-to guy yep, on that offense. True. So, yep. Manny, what are you thinking about that last road game? Um, last road game is a dub. Um, by by week seventeen for the Baltimore Ravens, they won't have Odell and they won't have Lamar Jackson due to some injury here or there. Lamar Jackson, listen, a lot, a lot of people want to question Tua's health. Lamar Jackson has proven he can't stay healthy either. And I'm sorry, the defense is always going to be good for the Baltimore Ravens. They always find to be they always find a way to be good on defense. You know, they did give up six touchdowns to Tua Tagovailoa last year, it, yeah, but it could happen again. Maybe this year he only throws for four, but he's going to throw for four in a victory in Baltimore. It's going to be another victory, Danny, for me. And um, I don't know if if you're if this has led up led you to believe what I already kind of leaning here. I could see what you're predicting here, Manny. I, I see it already. I like it. I like it. Manny's talking about benching two in Week 18 because it's not going to be needed. <laughs> uh okay well so as of right now well i have the the dolphins beating the ravens also lamar jackson hasn't finished the season for the ravens the last two years yep i mean maybe, maybe he can this year but i'm not banking on it so i think that you guys will win this season so and then the last game of the year ian predicted it to be a loss because you guys said it was split man you the same you said you would split and take the first one lose the second one no so at the end of I, I i said we'd lose the first one win the second one ah he had it he had it backwards right right i oh, i was oh, the one who had us winning first yep that's right that's right so so manny has the dolphins winning the manny has the dolphins ending the season at 14 and three 
So I'll, I'll be sure to clip Ooh. this back like I did last season. Uh, Ian has the this at a more reasonable twelve and five, and I have them at the most realistic eleven and six. So wow. regardless, above ten games for everybody. Obviously, a playoff team fighting for the AFC East division crown. Mm-hmm. So we all we all agree on that. Uh, but man, Manny, if if they go fourteen and three, I'm driving your house and giving you a big ass hug, man. That's all I know. <laughs> and that's that's all I know. And I, I hope that I hope they go fourteen and three, man. Now, I, Manny, I, I, look, and I have a question yeah, for you, Manny. Sure. Uh, I'm okay with fourteen and three. Teams do it, and nobody predicts it before it happens, right? Because everybody likes to be very conservative with their picks, so it makes sure. sense. Sure. Right? Nobody predicts it. So let's say they do. My question to you, and I'm not. Again, I, I am unbiased when I'm on this show. For sure. If Tua were to get injured for a game or two during sure. the season, not, not the sure. last game of the season, do you still sure. think that 14-3 and three is possible, or do you think that that all lies on Tua being healthy the entire season? So I, I really appreciate that you asked that question the way you did because I'm picking these games based off of Tua lasting the whole entire season. Okay. okay. Like I, I, I have told you repeatedly over the last few weeks that I think his body of work shows – Outside of the concussions, he's done everything he possibly can to make sure that his body sustains a full NFL season. We don't know if there's going to be any concussion problems this year, but concussions weren't ever a problem until just last year. Outside of that, he's never had a history of it. So the I'm only reason picking, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry, the only, just off of that only. The only reason I asked is because you picked the Ravens game based off of Lamar Jackson probably not playing. Correct. So that that's why I asked that question. Fair question. If, if, no, no, and, 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 I, and I do love the question. That's what I'm saying. I, I think the way you posed it was perfectly because I am picking it based off Tua lasting the whole entire season because, again, the only question mark would have been coming into the NFL draft was what? His body sustaining a full NFL season. His body sustained right. just fine. And he took some massive hits last year. Obviously, they ended up in concussions, but his body stood the hits. And that's what we're all worried about coming into the NFL. Is he too small? Will he take a hit? Will he not survive? An NFL season due to injury. He has proven that his body can sustain it. He's bulked up this season. Ian was standing right next to him. Ian, the guy looks jacked. Oh, he does. He looks he, he looks bulked up. He definitely looks bulked up. I mean, even his thighs and his calves look bigger. He's yeah. he just looks like a, he's put on a lot more meat, which is which I think good for for the quarterback position. Manny, if you were gonna bench Tua in a game, I think the Philly game's the game to bench him. I don't know if you remember how how many how many quarterbacks did they knock out of that NFC Championship Ooh. game against the Niners? They uh, uh, like four. Uh, it was ridiculous. Like I, you know what? At well, that that's point, why they now have three have... quarterbacks, right? They've got three quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. on the roster because of that game. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, because Ian has. We get to keep like Skyler. There's no question. For I have. Sure. A, I have a question for you, Ian. Well, yes, two part two parter here. We've been talking about a certain gentleman at the bottom of the screen. That's just scrolling. <laughs> at the bottom of the screen there. We've been talking about a certain gentleman over the last few weeks. Now, I think over the last few days, it seems more realistic that he may or may not end up on the Miami Dolphins. Now, the reason I left this to the very end, and I know that we are going way past the time that we should be on, but I, I wanted to save it for here. The addition of Dalvin Cook, one, I know you're for it because you tweeted eight minutes before we went live. You want this guy, man. Here's the reasons. Here's the now, reasons why. Now, you you picked us to go 12 and 5 without having Dalvin Cook on this team. Did you pick 12 and 5 with a healthy tool lasting all year? And if he is healthy all year, how many more games are you giving us as a victory with the addition of a Dalvin Cook on the Miami Dolphins? 
Yeah, so it's interesting. So I'll tell you guys something. Last season, I predicted the Dolphins to win 12 games. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dolphins ended up winning nine games. Now, here's mm-hmm. the thing. When I made those predictions, I, I didn't know that, you know, five of the five of the key starters on the defense were going to be injured. I didn't right. know that Teron Armstead was going to be missing a handful of games because he was hurt. And Liam Meikenberg was going to miss a couple games. And Austin was going to miss games. And Tua was going to miss games due to the, the whole concussion thing. Which, Had all of those things not happened, I think we would have been a 12-win team. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel that. I feel like we, you know, our defense, solid. Uh, you know, and, and two, that's talking about getting Byron Jones back, which, you know, that wasn't going to happen, unfortunately. Um, but even a Nick Needham, even a Trill Williams, those guys can make a difference for the, for sure. the defense. Um, but also the flip side of that is that you find those diamonds in the rough, right? Cater Kohu, I don't know if he would have had an opportunity to play last year. Um, had these injuries not happened. So anyway, with that all being said, 12 wins is based on healthy to a fairly healthy team. You know, you're going to get guys that will miss a game here or there because Mm -hmm. that's just the way it happens. But with that said, too, when you look at our depth chart right now and you've got guys like uh, Andrew Van Ginkle coming in off the bench because Mm -hmm. you've got some other starters that are just so darn solid. You got uh, who do you got? You got chubb on one side Jalen uh, phillips on the Jaylen other phillips on the other side and then oh by the way to give them a break you're gonna bring in andrew van ginkle that's beautiful right that's, and then and you, also emmanuel ogba is coming and that's what i was just gonna well. mention yeah. emmanuel ogba is gonna be coming in off the bench now here's stop the thing it. he was injured last stop year it. stop it he was injured last year but the year before that he was a menace and if you didn't see that daniel i don't know how many of the dolphins games you mm. saw but maybe he didn't get he didn't get to the quarterback every single time but he was batting the ball down. I think he was one of the top five or ten defenders. He was JJ White the down. hell out of balls when it he was, was healthy. It was it was great to see because he, you know, he's basically doing what the coach says. Listen, if you can't get to the quarterback, get your position, push the defense, push the offensive lineman off of you, and jump up and try and block the ball. And he was doing that so beautifully. That's what I got really excited about with him. So you're going to have him coming in off the bench. And then you look at all these backfield guys. We got the uh, Cam Smith, right, who's going to be a safety, who's going to be a backup, or I'm sorry, cornerback. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be able to come in. Nick is coming back. Trill Williams is coming back. Cater Kohu. Cater Kohu is going to be here as well. Yeah. So we have probably the best bench players that we've had for, for the Miami Dolphins in a very mm-hmm. long time, Quite in my time. opinion. Right. Some people may disagree with that, but I think we have – and I said this a couple of weeks ago, and some people disagreed. We have some starting caliber players on the bench in case someone gets hurt, which yeah. we haven't been able to say that in the past. I agree. So it, coming back to Mr. Dalvin Cook, if we do get him, what's your prediction? Plus two? Plus three? Um, I don't, I don't want to go that, that aggressive. I just okay. I have a hard time. I have a hard time myself predicting a 14 and three record mm. um, maybe maybe a 13 and four right and that's that's just me like i know even through me being so optimistic and me being a true homer which i will always admit that i'm a homer i i can't get to 14 and three until i've seen it for a full season yeah, for sure we we've, we've won a playoff game you know maybe if we win a playoff game this year and see how far we get into the playoffs maybe next season yeah, you know, I'll be predicting 14 and 3. Maybe I'll even go crazy and go 15 and 2, but you got to see how see how the right. season plays out. So Dalvin Cook, do you think he would get you a, a win or two more or do you think Dalvin Cook is just cuz I personally think Dalvin Cook 
although he's a great player, I don't think he gives you an additional win per se. If anything, it could be one. I, I don't want to go right. too far. And, right. and I've made this point uh, on some other podcasts that I've, that I've been on. When you look at the Super Bowl winners over the last couple of years, none of those Super Bowl winners have a top paid running back in the backfield. Right. When you look at the the Chiefs, when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. yeah, they had Leonard Fournette and they had some other guy back there, but he, he's not what you would consider a top paid running back, right? He wasn't he wasn't Jacksonville Jaguars Leonard Fournette. Correct. Correct. And and I think that's that may be the 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 new recipe for success, you know, in the NFL. It's good to have a running back that can help you, but you don't necessarily need uh you, you don't need uh what's his face in uh, New York? My my brain is going crazy. The running back Saquon Barkley. Saquon, Saquon Barkley. You don't need necessarily need a Saquon Barkley because yeah. how far is that getting? You don't need a Derrick Henry. How far has that gotten you? He hasn't been to a Super Bowl, right. and he's one of the best running backs that we've seen in this decade, right? So, uh, I I think he'd help like us, it. but I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, listen, I, I've been preaching that we should go get Taylor Lewan and spend some money on that offensive line. Again, person who who gets injured, but. If you're telling me I could get Taylor Lewan eight to nine games protecting Tua's blindside over an Austin Jackson, sign me up. Sign me up. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I, I know we're not going to cover this today because this will probably be just a full another episode. Yeah. Maybe you, some people want to comment in the comments. Sure. Do you think Vic Fangio kind of running his own defense is going to help with Jalen Ramsey? Because he said that he prefers to play man to man. And Xavier Howard, has he played zone defense often? Random thought that just came to my head. And I know that we can't get too detailed. Maybe we'll yep. get into it next week. We sure, but we Vic, sure Vic Fangio has a certain defense that Dolphin fans aren't accustomed to watching. You guys are blitz heavy usually. Vic Fangio rarely ever blitzes. So it's going to be as a long as defense. I, I like traditional defenses better than let's blitz them every down. Yep. Because then you put your players in the best position to be able to prevent. You allow the front line to be able to make that rush to the quarterback. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But then now the the back end has a lot more help because before it was, you know, poor Zamian Howard was one-on-one with these guys. And then you had, you know, the other cornerback on the other side, whoever it was one-on-one with one of these other, and all they got to do is run like 10, you know, 10 yards to the right and then make a quick cut to the left and they're wide open because Mm -hmm. that's the way the scheme works. So I like the old fashioned, let's rush it up the middle. Let's let those linebackers sit back have the linebackers blitz every now and again from different sides. Make it a surprise. Don't make it an expectation. I think everybody was planning for the Dolphins to do the zero, was it the zero blitz, zero blitz. right? Every yeah. single, every team had figured that out by the end of the season. There was no question yeah. in my mind. I'm no. with you, Ben. And listen, Danny, we could definitely dive into that next week because, you know, we, we, we need some more topics. We need some more topics to dive into before we get closer to training camp. Ian, as always. You are the man. I hope that you join me for a few more episodes this upcoming season as we go 14 and 3. Um, <laughs> or 12 and 5. How, either 12 one. And five. Either one. 12 or, and or, 5. Yeah. Or 11 and 6. Like, Look, all three of those records. I would take all three of them. I would take all three. You literally have the best, the middle, and the worst that you could possibly go. And they're all winning records that could get you into the they're playoffs. They're all playoffs. They're all playoffs yep. teams. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you if you've survived the whole hour and 15 minutes as we've picked these games, talked about Davin Cook, talked about Tua. Dolph, we're, we're here with you. If you need anything, just reach out to any of us and you know we'll jump right away to go help you with whatever you need. Danny, as always, thank you for joining me, good sir. Thank you for being the moderator today on today's show. And everybody, 
See y'all next week on the Battered Fins Fans Podcast. Fins up, everybody. Yeah.